Smells so bad. There she is. <laughs> which, which, her, they're all, they're all she, she's all in here. They're all here. The gang is all here. Speedy's the only man you let step in this home. No, <laughs> Max. Oh, and Max. I'm sorry. I forgot about Max. <laughs> mm. I don't know about the fish, but look at, it's freaking bats. <laughs> oh, hi. I didn't even see you down there. Hello, you are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. I don't know why, but it feels like I haven't said that in like 84 years. Yeah, (laughs) or a week, close, something like that. It's because it's a whole new season. It's officially fall. Yes. We got a taste of fall (sighs) for two seconds, and then it was like, oh, did you miss the 90 degrees? Because here you go. Mm. <laughs> I know the coming weather looks much better, but yeah, we just have to make it like one more week, at least here in the Midwest, and then we'll be close. We're not quite there yet, but we're close. I know this is terrible. I hate this actually. At what and and if we keep our fingers crossed, and if it drops a little bit more the week after that, that is Covered Bridge Festival. And for our birthday, they do it every year for our birthday. Thank you. Just for us. It is for us. <laughs> it's, yeah, us and only us. But this week, we'll go ahead and jump in I know, because... If you can't tell from just talking all over the place, it's it's a... Well, I guess that's every episode, though. It is. But there's a purpose, actually, to all this nonsense. And that's because this is a twin tangent episode. It's a fifth Thursday of the month. I thought you were going to say it's the fifth twin tangent. I was like, no, no, no. This is only the third. No, fifth Thursday, which is kind of hard to say. Yes. <coughs> Sorry. I don't. Here we are. So all the pent up <laughs> tangents that we've cut off in the middle of episodes leading up until now, <sighs> we get to get it all out now. Yes. Thank goodness. But it's still structured. <laughs> it's just we don't do our normal ghostly stuff. That's true. It's just stuff we need to get off our chest, but not really. Just anything we've wanted to talk about besides the usual this is our chance to talk about it and there aren't a ton of fifth thursdays so this is a a treat for us <laughs> yeah, for us hopefully for you i say hopefully you guys like it too i feel like our topics so far have been pretty good we've we're done biased over at true crime we did breaks in the matrix yeah so uh, then this week Oh, this is our third? Yeah, this oh, is the third. Oh, that's it. Huh. I was like, what's the other one? This it's one. It's this one. <laughs> so since it's the fifth Thursday and it's in September, there's not going to be another one until I honestly don't know when I didn't look. Yeah. But because it's coming up and this is our only chance to do it before then, we thought we would discuss a little bit of spooky things like we usually do, but specifically Halloween things. Yeah. Halloween monsters mm-hmm. or just other supernatural beings besides Folklore stuff yeah ghosts yeah but i like i tried to keep mine focused around like spooky season like what are monsters that people talk about during <laughs> halloween but i think both of us tried to shy away from the typical like vampires werewolves, werewolves ghosts yeah. witches whatever right and mine it I've only talked about it because I feel like it's recently popped up in my feed for mm-hmm. some reason. And I was like, oh, yeah, those things are creepy. So I'm not really sure how I came across it. But like I said, I was trying to do not typical monsters. Mm-hmm. And this one, although it's not Halloween specific, but it's I think it still fits. So, OK, we're just talking monsters in general. Yeah, I'm excited. So Cause we, we still all- get to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> And also, we're actually not drinking alcohol this time. I work, we both work very early in the morning. And it's, we're drinking coffee. So. Well, this week happens, the episode falls really close to National uh, National Coffee Coffee Day. Day, Yeah. There's been like, why is, I feel like every week this week is like national this, national that. I feel like if you break it down, there's something every day. Oh, there's like a definitive list of national What is our holidays. Bir- our birthday is something weird. Oh, it's other wow. than it's National Coming Out Day, which I always thought was funny. Um, but it's something like Pancake Day. I don't know. Yeah, I wanted to I say wanted the to say same pancake. thing. Are you um, looking it up real quick? National holiday October 11th. That's our birthday. Everybody start sending your gifts in now. <laughs> 
I'm not giving you my address. You can figure it out. Stop it. What? First of all, it's Cardi B's birthday. Oh, God. Okay. It's also World Mental Health Day. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, What else do we have? Columbus Day, but... Oh, God. I I always forget that, but for good reason, so... I wanted the funny holiday. I didn't want all this mess. Let's just say National Pancake Day. It's National Pancake Day. I don't think it is, but I don't care. I'm making it up. I'm gonna eat pancakes Maybe I should have said funny holiday, because... Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. You shouldn't have been so specific. Columbus Day. Aren't they trying to get it to, like, Indigenous Peoples Day? Indigenous Peoples. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, I just... Forget that guy. Uh, What's the funny holidays? I know it's some. I'm sticking with pancakes, regardless of what it tells you. I know. Give me a fun one. I don't want this poop. And it's our tangent episode, so we can do this. This Yeah, we can do whatever we want. We're going to talk about our birthday. October 11th. (laughs) Stop. It's my party day. What does that even mean? October 11th is, it's my party day. A great excuse to have a party for no reason at all. That's not fun, because it's our birthday and we are partying for a reason. Oh, man. Okay, well, yeah, that's lame. Forget that. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. Pancake day. Pancake day. I'm having pancakes. (laughs) Watch me. Okay, well, let's get back on to the tangent. Yeah. Yeah, on to the other tangent. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and cover mine first. Neither of us, both of us know what we covered, but neither of us have the information on it. So hopefully it'll be exciting for both of us. I know when I told Meg and mine, you went, oh. (laughs) I wasn't sure what to make of it. Right. I'll be honest. I've heard of yours, but I honestly don't know much about it. It's, (laughs) well, we'll talk about mine later. It's fine. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to be covering... I feel like this is the lesser known name, but the night hag or the old hag. Now, okay. My first instinct is that, isn't that just like a witch? No. (laughs) No, Maddie already said it's her, which Mm -hmm. like, honestly, it tracks. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not a witch. That's, this is why it confuses me. I, I went down like a rabbit hole because it started with, I read an article and it made it sound like one of the monsters was night terrors. Uh-huh. And I was oh. like, that doesn't make any sense. So I started doing some researching and I fell down this rabbit hole of night hags. And oh. so it seems it's actually, well, there's conflicting information here and we'll get to it. Honestly, so, night terrors as a entity as a mo- is kind of scary. No, I know. That's why I got excited. And then I started researching and it's not really an entity this would probably be the closest thing and that's how i got here okay so i got from two sources and it's quite a bit i cut down my first source is from wikipedia yeah (laughs) but the second source is from Uh ranker.com and there was so much but it was all good so i really had to pick and choose what i was going to leave in otherwise we would be here forever Uh uh-huh but the more i read i was like dang this is really interesting so this is just what i thought i could fit this is going to be hopefully not too long but oh well hit me with it all right so wikipedia says the night hag or old hag is the name given to a supernatural creature commonly associated with the phenomenon of sleep paralysis it is a phenomenon during which a person feels the presence of a supernatural malevolent being which immobilizes the person as if sitting on their chest or the foot of their bed the word nightmare or nightmare, there's like a hyphen and then not a hyphen. That's dumb. Was used to describe the phenomenon before the word received its modern, more general meaning. Various cultures have various names for this phenomenon and or supernatural character. So really, they just mentioned night hag for a second. Mm-hmm. And really what Wikipedia focuses more on is the sleep paralysis aspect of it. But I, I, p- I picked the, I think, three Yes, I picked three different cultures that believe in this, mm-hmm. the more interesting ones. So the first one is just more of a general. In Scandinavian folklore, sleep paralysis is caused by a mare or a supernatural creature related to incubi or succubi. The mare is a damned woman who is cursed and her body is carried mysteriously during sleep and without her noticing. Oh, no! In this state, she visits villagers to sit on their rib cages while they are asleep, causing them to experience nightmares. Uh-uh, what? Yeah. Uh, so in Scandinavia, it's like she goes 
against her will to give people nightmares. Well, that's what I was about to say. So she's almost possessed by Incubus, Succubus, and they take her to people. Yeah, <laughs> it says... Much? Well, yeah, so it's kind of saying that the nightmare is the incubi or the succubi which is a damned woman who is cursed and her body is carried mysteriously during sleep that's what i'm just picturing like yeah yeah so it sounds like somehow she must have done something in life that she's now cursed to go and uh sit on people i guess (laughs) and give them nightmares i mean (laughs) so that's skin and this one's a little bit creepier it's so it's in fiji and okay. it says in Fiji, the experience is in, the experience is interpreted as okay. Now listen, I don't speak this language, so I'm going to butcher it and don't come at me. <laughs> I'm just going to say Cana Tavaro, which is not correct at all. It's the most American you will ever hear. I believe you. Um, so it's interpreted <laughs> as that being eaten by a demon. In many Ma'am. cases. <laughs> In many cases, the demon can be the spirit of a recently dead relative who has come back for some unfinished business or has come to communicate some important news to the living. Often persons sleeping near the afflicted person say, Kania, Kania, or eat, eat, in an attempt to prolong the possession for a chance to converse with the dead relative or spirit and seek answers as to why he or she has come back. So they're basically yelling, eat me, eat me, to try to... keep them there longer to talk to them to get answers um no (laughs) no (laughs) yeah the person waking up from the experience is often asked to immediately curse or chase the spirit of the dead relative which sometimes involves literally speaking to the spirit and telling him or her to go away using expletives oh yeah so (laughs) yeah the it's it's an odd one. So the whole idea is the demon's coming to eat you and it's like, yeah, eat me. But also like, what happens to a... Can I have some final words? Exactly. <laughs> so Fiji is odd. Mm-hmm. And then just an overarching in contemporary Western culture, the phenomenon of supernatural... What? You know, I copy and pasted this and I read this and now I'm like, huh? So in contemporary Western culture, the phenomenon of supernatural assault... Assaults are thought to be the work of what are known as shadow people. Victims report primarily three different entities, a man with a hat, the old hag noted above, and a hooded figure. Sleep paralysis is known to involve a component of hallucination in 20% of cases, which may explain these sightings. Sleep paralysis in combination with hallucinations has long been suggested as a possible explanation for reported alien abductions. Oh, no. Right? I <laughs> you know, one day we may cover alien abductions. I just don't or... know if I'm ready for that. Because <sighs> I could t- I can think of two stories right off the bat, off the top of my head, of alien abductions that just make me not ever want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. They're unsettling. Yep. Yep. I'll talk about ghosts, demons, all day long. I think, I... And I feel like you know the exact ones I'm talking about. First of all... The car facing the other direction. Yeah. Hate that one. I Uh cannot stand it. And then the person on top of the hill. I don't know if I know that one. It's like way too steep for a person to just climb up there. Mm -hmm. And they're suddenly on top of this like mini mountain. I never heard that. No, it's, I don't like that one at all. (laughs) So just, maybe we'll talk about alien abductions. One day. So so now the big chunk, because that, like I said, obviously focused more on the sleep paralysis thing rather than the hag that causes this supposed sleep 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 paralysis yeah (laughs) so ranker.com goes into like some significant detail about this quote-unquote night hag old hag thing that uh, it just kept getting better and better and i was like i have to find a stopping point because i can't just talk of this i'll just reiterate this whole article so these are the highlights the night hag has been called many things throughout history demon night hag lilith and yet she is always the same as soon as i saw lilith i went okay (laughs) creepy terrifyingly powerful and malignant she can appear as a potent seductress the stuff of a nightmare or as a wretched crone so like it really depends on who she's honestly same same. (laughs) exactly see that's what i was like maddie's lucky a night hag or whatever uh she induces sleep paralysis she is like a golem or genie but spelled j-i-n-n-i 
Mm-mm. Oh. Made from the dust of the earth and yet imbued with supernatural powers. Her disquieting image dates back to the most ancient stories in civilization, from Adam's first wife in paradise to the succubus who would sit on the chest of her marks as they slept. What? I Did that make any sense when I read it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Adam's first wife in paradise to the succubus who would sit on the chest of her marks as they slept. Yeah. Okay. From Adam yes. to the marks that she sat on. I suppose so. Yeah, it's making sense okay, to me. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I don't know. She perpetuated the myth of the evil woman capable of taking peace from the innocent. In each historical portrayal, she is uniquely terrifying and, at the same time, remains a universal symbol of women's inconquerable power. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, okay, go, go on. Go on. <laughs> in most myths, she is chaos and she is ungodliness, but in every guise throughout history, she is a figure that can never be fully understood or vanquished. So, like, on a, par? Yeah, a super <laughs> intense being that I feel like just I stumbled upon on accident. I've never heard of a night hag before this. Yeah. So, meh. Although most people recognize the night hag as a mythological creature, the paralyzing sleep condition related to her image is one of the most terrifying disorders in the medical world, as people often wake unable to breathe, move, or speak, with the, quote, old hag or night hag sitting on their chests. Yet, if none of... Okay. If you have not experienced sleep paralysis, listeners, (laughs) it is... It's happened to me one definitive time. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I'm like getting cold chills thinking about it. I hated it. Mm-hmm. And well. luckily mine wasn't coupled with nightmares really. Uh-huh. It's just my whole body was, you do, you feel like you're full of cement. Like nothing moves. You can open your eyes and you can move your eyes, but that's all that can move. Mm-hmm. And nope. imagine something bad was going on around you. You're stuck. Because believe me, I wanted to move. Uh-huh. Well, I don't want to like... <sighs> If you haven't seen it yet, it's been out for like two years. You catch up. It's on Netflix, The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I haven't finished it. I watched The Haunting of Bly Manor. Well, oh my. Goodness gracious. Well, <laughs> sorry. That coffee just... <coughs> right. It's the anyway, uh, one of the characters in the show has sleep paralysis really bad. And she wakes up, but she cannot move. And something awful is actually happening that she can't stop or help and it's like jesus christ like you never think of that and right i don't know it's it's terrible the show's good watch it yeah apparently it's one of the most terrifying disorders in the medical world which granted this is probably an opinion piece so Mm -hmm. but anyway Though the medical world tends to explain this phenomenon as a form of sleep paralysis, many people believe it is the result of supernatural forces, ghosts, or demons who are looking to terrify the living. This sleep syndrome happens to people of all races, ages, genders, and cultural backgrounds, though it may be more common in certain groups. I can't remember if I left it in here or not, but it's true. Um, it, it Groups, yes, but it also seems like it tends to affect certain backgrounds more as well namely african-americans oh but then also people with post-traumatic stress disorder okay that's Uh, what i thought you meant like well i think that is what it's talking about but in in my researching again i don't know if i left it it said that it that that's who it affected more often than not huh that's interesting but yeah people with certain neurological like yeah post-traumatic stress disorder i'm sure anxiety Mm -hmm. (laughs) things like that they're more prone to it although there have been endless reports of the night hag you know hold on to that because i skipped something (laughs) let's go back up okay oh yeah because i said certain groups and then i didn't finish my thought Further research suggests that sufferers may be predisposed to this condition through narcolepsy, sleep deprivation, panic attacks, or post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. If I would have read for two more seconds. (laughs) But yeah, I I actually know someone with narcolepsy. It's kind of wild. Yeah, it's, and it's not you drop in the middle of a conversation, but it's just suddenly this overwhelming, like, I need to go to sleep yeah i'm going to like it's that like super uncomfy tired like when you're driving and you can barely keep your, it's like and that. you're like in tears mm-hmm. because you can't stop i mean you should stop you probably it would be safer to pull off on the side of the road than to keep driving yeah my understanding is it's like this uns- insatiable urge to sleep oh yeah 
and well. sleep deprivation causes it. So, like, I should probably sleep some more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now where I tried to pick up. Although there have been endless reports of the night hag, she is generally per- perceived as a presence that watches and lurks, always staying out of direct sight. She is a dark figure that can bring about auditory hallucinations, strange voices, ringing, buzzing, scraping, and laughing sounds. Uh-uh. <laughs> and, no. and strike fear in the hearts of those around her. It makes me wonder about the exploding hen- head syndrome that you talked about. I was going to talk about it, but honestly, sitting here... I don't know if it would be a good topic or anything to cover, but different, I don't know if you'd call them disorders or whatever, Yeah. but for like a future episode, I'm thinking of like the obscure, not OCD, not things like- Like exploding head syndrome, like misophonia, like- I was going to say misophonia, or I've lost the freaking name of it where- I don't want to give it away, but a book that I read. Yes, it was in a book that I read. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe we could do an episode on the lesser known. Different. I guess they are disorders. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So we won't get into exploding head syndrome. If you want to look that up, I'll tell you I've had that. And the second you said noises, I was like, oh, my God. Misophonia. And I feel like in the same realm, we could talk about asmr because asmr is so much deeper and it's weird i don't know if you've ever looked into it but i've been so mad at asmr i've researched it (laughs) and it is how how misophonia is a physical response to asmr or to noises asmr is a physical response but like think think in the complete opposite direction and it is what you're thinking if you're thinking that it's Hmm. almost like a uh arousal oh. of sorts depending on the person uh-uh. yeah but we'll talk about that maybe some other time either between just the two of us or on an episode we'll find out yay next time on <laughs> or so they say <laughs> now now see i gotta find where I'm i was sorry i'm sorry so we're talking about oh here we go did i already say yeah she lurks laughing sounds creepy stuff okay But the Night Hag is not just a witch from dreamland. She is a pervasive cultural figure, well-documented throughout history. She is most known as Lilith, a seductress, a hero, a slayer, and the the embodiment of all female wiles and secrets. You say slayer, and I can't not see Buffy. Buffy. (laughs) And I talked about Buffy today. You saw her hair. She said she should be Spike for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. Hey, you guys could invite... um, What's his face? He just got arrested in Terre Haute. Uh, Nicholas Brandon. Oh my God. Hey, Brandon, you wanna, Nick. You want to Nic- cosplay with us, but do your own thing? <laughs> right. Hey, are you still in jail here? <laughs> Sorry. Any- I mean, if you, if you follow Buffy at all, you saw it. I mean, fair. Yeah. Onward. For more than 4,000 years, she has wandered the earth as a sinister power who has preyed on pregnant women, infants, and men, and terrified the innocent with her dark knowledge. She has been an in- an intri- ooh, she has been an intrinsic part of the literary and artistic imagination, appearing in some of the oldest writings ever discovered. As Janet Howe Gaines shows in her study of Lilith for Biblical Archaeology... Why? You stop. <laughs> you're watching me struggle. What do you want me to do? I can't see what you're I reading. I don't know. I don't know. I need a lot. And I don't know what to ask for, okay? Anyway, according to that, Lilith's reputation as a mighty Jezebel began in Babylonian demonology and moved through the world of the ancient Hittites. Hittites? Let's just say Hittites because I don't, you know... That word right there, Hittites, or Hittites. Maybe Hittites. I doubt they're called Hittites. Hittites, Egyptians, Israelites, and Greeks. She can be found in the Bible, the Talmud, and in Jewish writings in the Middle Ages. Cast as the witch, the Eve, and the succubus, the night hag image has made a permanent mark on the dark history of the world. Golly, as a horrible section. I just have two chunkier paragraphs left, and I swear I will be done with this. But it's because it just kept getting more and more interesting. So this little tidbit, I wish I would have... I might actually still have the web page up. Let me see here. Because one of the, the paragraph titles were cracking me up. Because I thought I would be done. And then 
it just the the titles kept grabbing me like BuzzFeed articles. So let's see. Let me see. Uh, there's this one. Oh, here's the start of this, uh, this paragraph I'm about to read. She left Adam because he wouldn't let her be on top. Oh. <laughs> let's read, shall we? <laughs> her image as a darkly feminine spirit continued until the 7th century, at which her reputation became even more sinister. Sometime around the year 1000 CE, an anonymous text titled The Alphabet of Ben Sira was introduced to the Jewish community. Of Michael Sarah. Yes. <laughs> In it, Lilith plays a big part as the winged destroyer who preys on the innocent, and she is also a major player in the history of the world. She is Adam's first wife, the one before Eve, who leaves Eden because she does not want to be inferior to man. And I was like, I, how can you stop reading here? You're like, okay, go off Lilith. <laughs> right. Because no one talks about her because she didn't want to be inferior, so they're like, we can't have that. The Christians don't want them to believe... Like, well, I'm not going to generalize, but... Whatever, let's let's go on, shall we? She didn't want to be inferior to man. In this fanciful addition to the age-old biblical tale, the Almighty fashioned a woman for Adam named Lilith, who was supposed to serve as his loyal companion. But Lilith does not want to lie under Adam during intimacy. Mm-hmm. She wants to be on top, literally and figuratively, as a free and powerful woman. She does not want to rule over Adam. She just wants to be equal. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it... Take note, everybody, since <laughs> biblical times. It's not, feminism is not about women being better, it's about equality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what is conveniently left out of the... The Bible. King James, whatever, new version. Yeah, well, whatever. Much to the chagrin... Chagrin. Chagrin of the creator. <laughs> Stop. I at least knew that one without Leave looking. Leave me alone. <laughs> Lilith continued to fight with Adam and eventually became so frustrated with his arrogance that she brazenly spoke the sacred name of God to the Tetragrammaton, which was reserved only for the holy priests. In doing this, she shockingly proved her unworthiness to live in paradise with Adam. As a result, she became associated with the demonic and flew away to become a supernatural character who, who, who is of earth and yet not beholden to it. Bye-bye. Lilith, night hag, sleep paralysis. Like, she literally got kicked out of paradise for wanting equality. Let that sink in. Christianity. Hmm. The basis of Christianity is woman was created from man. Woman was like, okay, then I'm equal to man. And paradise said, no, no. Yeah. Let that sink in. <laughs> not to not to poop on it, but like, come on. Right. Come on now. And then I had to include this last little section because the title of the paragraph was Her Hairy Legs Are a Dead Giveaway. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I know. (laughs) So this last chunk says, Outside of the Bible, the most legitimate source on Lilith is found in an ancient book called the Zohar, one of the most respected volumes in Jewish mysticism. So I butchered that name. I've butchered every name in here. Leave me alone. Okay. Lilith is mentioned many times in this text, and depictions of her support the idea that she was created at the time of Adam from the dust of the earth. She is also described as the unsuitable wife of God's first man and the demon who inhabited the serpent's body to tempt the original Eve. So she came back as a snake. (laughs) It was like, Eve, don't trust this stupid man. (laughs) You're an equal. You're not his inferior. Right? She was spitting truth. Yeah, she she came back spitting truth as a snake. Like, ugh. It's interesting. That is very interesting to me. She's like, she's like, if I can't have him, no one can. <laughs> so she ruined it for Eve, too. But she was just spitting truth, like you said. In this way, the fall of man was not only the result of female weakness, excuse me, but also of woman's per- perniciousness. Yeah. Okay, Zohar, go off. No. According to the Zohar... It's the Zohan. The (laughs) Zoltan. According to Zoltan, Lilith was in league with Satan and represented the ultimate female figure of wickedness. Quote, she wanders about at nighttime vexing the son of men and causing them to defile themselves. Emit seed. Because if you weren't sure what they meant, they wanted you to know. Oh, Lord. 
jerking it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's from the Zoltan Zohar. <laughs> sorry if anyone is Jewish. I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> right? I guess we could be yeah. offending. So sorry. She even disguised herself as the Queen of Sheba to seduce King Solomon, but he spied her hairy legs and recognized her as the beastly <laughs> imposter she was. <laughs> Again, just these beauty standards. Exactly. Man, hairy legs were throwing men off since the early the early aughts the early aughts that's the 2000s we're we're not drinking we're drinking coffee we are so that is the night hag slash lilith slash old hag slash whatever you want to call her spitting truth since biblical times and she causes sleep paralysis and that to me is spooky enough to be considered i know go off sis yes no, that to me is spooky enough for Halloween time. Yeah. That's what I, like I said, I got down this rabbit hole and the more I was starting to read it, I was like, okay, I mean, yeah, cool. And then I got to hairy legs. I said, uh-huh. <laughs> and I just kept reading. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I must have glazed over the part where it said she came back as the snake to, to trick, not trick Eve, but tell Eve the truth. Right. Let her know what was up. Do not be an inferior. Also, you hungry, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so is that what you expected at all with the night hang? No, I mean, I can see how just kind of by word of mouth and how stories get passed down, how so many things could derive from it. Yeah. Like witches. Oh and- gosh, I cut out so many, um, I guess, area, like I just picked the three regional kind of aspects of the old hag and mm-hmm. sleep paralysis but there were so many and they were basically just tiny variations off of each other i was like okay i get it but right. that whole eat eat thing like talk to me <laughs> eat me no thanks there you go night hag yay sleep paralysis is terrifying though mm-hmm. now i'm just stuck on like i want to do another episode of all these uh, like lesser known Right. Well, isn't it because Lilith was... Oh, I was talking about, like, the misphonia and... Oh, no, we'll talk about that. But I was just... I My mind jumped somewhere else. Lilith... It's interesting that Lilith was considered Adam's first wife because isn't she then considered the... I might be making... I'm so bad at um, this. Not his wife, but, like, consort. Okay. And that makes sense with, like, the succubus Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, it it grazed over succubus, incubus thing, which if you don't know, there's a difference. One is a man, one is a woman, if you want to keep the binary. Succubus is the woman, incubus is the man. Yep. Like the Uh, band. Yes. (laughs) And there was an episode of Ghost Adventures where uh, Zach kept saying, like, Oh, come get me incubus and they're like are you gay or something like it wouldn't matter if he was right hmm interesting hmm. because also if you pay close attention the caretaker that runs the cat the castle at the beginning says it's the incubus that messes with him and lays with him and does stuff to him not succubus and right. he knew the difference just because it's a male and a female demon or whatever it is doesn't mean that they have to be with the opposite Correct. Human. I better get a succubus if an incubus comes in my house. (laughs) Jim. Oh my god. (laughs) I will kick him right in the face. Oh lord. Okay. My turn. Yes, there you go. Now you can have it. (sighs) Sorry, I was getting my stuff pulled up. Now, I am going to cover skinwalkers. Which sounds disgusting. Like, I know I've heard of it. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Well, get ready for some butchering of words on my part. Did you did you not listen to me the past 20 minutes? <laughs> well, I already know. I had to I had to look up how to say some of it and I know I'm going to say it wrong even though I looked up cuz this was a while ago. That's so, fine. I'm sorry. But skinwalkers, first of all, here's like a picture on this oh, website. That is not what I, you know what I was picturing? Well, that's like, the reason why you're seeing that is because it's part of Navajo culture. It's part oh. of other Native American cultures, but yes. the Navajo is like the most the prominent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um this information is going to come from legendsofamerica.com. And it says Navajo skinwalkers or witches of the Southwest. Okay. Okay. 
in the Navajo yeah. culture, yes. Sorry, oh, I, I thought you had a... No, I was just going to say, I guess you'll get to it because I started to say it. What I pictured when you said Skinwalker was like the creepypasta thing. Oh, <laughs> no, it's... And that's not a good representation. The picture, it shows um, like a half man, half beast Native American wearing like the wolf skin on his head, but the bottom half of his legs are like goat legs i don't know okay yeah yeah that's oh, kind of cloven hooves must mm-hmm. be satanic god <laughs> that is also a conversation we'll have at some point i uh, <sighs> yeah. we actually wanted to cover misconceptions in that but we, we need much more time yeah to we need time dig into that <laughs> yeah so this article says that in Navajo culture, a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. Okay, so so an anamorph. <laughs> kind of, Kelsey. I guess. Thank you. <laughs> I need I need uh, things in layman's terms. Okay, here we go. I'm the first first butchering. Here it comes. Here we go. <clears throat> this witch is called. I'm Give so, it your best shot. Ye Nadalushi? I'm not even going to try it. John again. Belushi. Okay. <laughs> Nad- Nadalushi? <laughs> I did it again. I have no idea. It's fine. You know. Whatever. That's in uh, by the Navajo, which translates to with it, he goes on all fours. Oh, that's unsettling Mm -hmm. it's just one of several types of navajo witches and is considered the most volatile and dangerous yay for the navajo people witchcraft is just another part of their spirituality and one of the ways of their lives it honestly is in a lot of cultures people just refuse to acknowledge that part of the reason why i picked this article in particular is because they do highlight this Mm -hmm. and they go on to say that um as such, witchcraft has long been part of their culture, history, and traditions. Traditions. Witches exist alongside humans and are not supernaturals. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, uh, the Navajo believe there are places where the powers of both good and evil are present, and those powers can be harnessed by either. Makes sense. Medicine men utilize these powers to heal and aid members of their communities, while those who practice Navajo witchcraft seek to direct the spiritual forces to cause harm or misfortune to others. So both are considered witches. Okay. I mean, in a very loose term, witches. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yep. This type of Navajo witchcraft is known as the witchery way which uses human corpses in various ways, which use tools from the bones and concoctions that are used to curse, harm, or kill intended victims. Okay. Mm. Yay. (laughs) The knowledge of these powers is passed down from the elders through the generations. The Navajo are part of a larger cultural area that also include the Pueblo people, Apache, Hopi, and Ute, and other groups that also have their own version of the Skinwalker, but... Each includes a malevolent witch capable of transforming itself into an animal. Okay. Animorph. (laughs) So done. (laughs) Among these tribes, a number of stories and descriptions have been told throughout the years about the skinwalkers. Sometimes these witches evolve from living their lives as uh, respected healers or spiritual guides who later chose to use their powers for evil. Though they can be either male or female, they're more often male. Okay. So now we'll get the man's side of it, I guess. We talked about the hags on your end. Mm -hmm. They walk freely among the tribe during the day and secretly transform under the cover of night. You know, it reminds, I keep saying anamorph. Please tell me you've seen the thing because people are taking horse medicine horse medicine mm-hmm. yep. intended for horses yes um, oh not God. people <laughs> i know what you're talking about yeah where it's like the cover of an animal it's like i do my own research it shows them taking it and then it's like an animal <laughs> book cover with a person changing into a horse. <laughs> oh my gosh oh, like so we good. just saw a tiktok the other day of a person reading the description on it and just completely disregarding all punctuation uh-huh and it said not see i'm gonna not say it right so it's gonna sound weird but it basically said not intended for human consumption of basically it was saying don't use 
don't use this if it has been don't don't eat a horse if it has taken this is basically what it's saying it's like not for use for human consumption of horses that have taken or something like that but Mm -hmm. she was like disregarding all of the punctuation it's like hey if a horse took this don't eat that horse but she was reading it saying look see it says it's for human consumption oh like no so dumb Back to skinwalkers. <laughs> skinwalkers, animorphs, all Second that. worst to people who take horse medicine. <laughs> oh my god. I luckily have not run into one of those. But I have run into people who think it's microchipping us, so. <laughs> <laughs> In order to become a skinwalker, he or she must be initiated by a secret society that requires the evilest of deeds. Oh. The killing of a close family member, most often a sibling. Oh, like that's to get initiated? To become a skinwalker. I'm sitting here saying, why would you want to do that? But there are there are people who take horse medicine in the world. So like, <laughs> why wouldn't you do that? It says after this task has been completed. Oh, I hate these ads. It pops up and it like shifts my words. It makes mm. me so mad. After this task has been completed, the individual then acquires supernatural powers, which gives them the ability to shapeshift into animals. Okay. Most often, they are seen, seen in the form of coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs, and bears, but can take the shape of any animal. Okay. I was waiting for you to say of horses. <laughs> <laughs> and horses. They then wear the skins of the animals they transform into, hence the name Skinwalker. Okay, yeah, this is definitely not what I thought it was. Oh, Sometimes they also wore animal skulls or antlers on top of their head, which brought them more power. Oh my gosh, is Cubone a skinwalker? No. <laughs> if you don't know, Q- first of all, if you don't know who Cubone is, get out of here. Second of all, if you do know who Cubone is, but you don't know the story behind why he wears a skull on his head, look it up. It is sad. Oh, gosh, dang it is an un- and it's on the Pokemon card. They don't hide it. Mm. Oh, you or know it's in I'm the Pokedex. Gonna... Yeah. <laughs> okay. They choose what animal they wanted to turn into depending on the abilities needed for a particular task, such as speed, strength, endurance, stealth, claws, teeth, etc. They may transform again if trying to escape from pursuers. Because of this, the Navajo consider it taboo for its members to wear a pelt of any predatory animal. Okay, that makes sense. So now it's like uh, you almost want to watch in movies, TV shows where they depict Native American culture if they have someone wearing like a wolf pelt. And it's interesting because that almost, you almost exclusively think of that. I feel like I feel I like did. That's do. the first thing that came to my head is like you've pictured the bear skin or the, the wolf, wolf skin, coyote. Yeah. And I guess that's a no-no depending on the, the culture. Like I, this is Navajo culture that may not matter to another native tribe like they mentioned the apache or the pueblo so that's yeah that would be something interesting to look for going forward yep here's where it gets worse oh (laughs) the the skin walkers are also able to take possession of the bodies of human victims if you lock eyes with them this is why i don't make eye contact with people (laughs) all the more reason to stare down when walking after taking control the witch can make its victim do and say things they wouldn't otherwise once they were shape-shifted, one way that others could tell they were not a real animal is that their eyes are very different than those of an animal. Instead, they have very human eyes. While light shined on them, they turn bright. Or bright red, sorry. See, my mind, I just keep jumping to pop culture. I'm over here like, like, polyjuice potion. Like, <laughs> yes, <God dang>. I <laughs> guess. Alternatively, if they're in human form, their eyes may look animal-like. Okay, that's, that makes sense. Uh, skinwalkers also have the powers including reading others minds controlling their thoughts and behavior causing disease and illness destroying property and even death that's wild this is just (laughs) myth right (laughs) this is just folklore well what uh we'll we'll keep i'll read a little bit more Those who have talked of their encounters with those evil beings describe a number of ways to know if a skinwalker is near you. They make sounds around home, such as knocking on windows, banging on walls, Mm -hmm. and scraping noises on the roof. Don't you feel uncomfortable? (laughs) 
hate this. How many times have I talked about knocking on my windows? Mm-hmm. More often, they appear in front of vehicles in hopes of causing an accident. Oh, like, So the animals are just like, and stop when you're... Oh, so that's really a way. But see, was this about... Was this whole idea about during vehicle times? Or is that something someone has thrown in? Kind of like... I mean, are you picking I'm, up what I'm throwing down here? Yes, because like, it's gone to the Western the culture. Bible to fit their narrative, ha ha ha. People are changing this to make it relevant for. Well, you think that if it's coming from Native American culture, probably not. But if it's being passed down, it's not that Native Americans are still. It's not the stereotypical Native Americans that you're thinking of. American no, Indians. No, I'm not it's, trying. I'm not saying I mean, that at all. I'm saying I know, when this I know. whole concept came about. It's obviously... Like, was it a long time ago before vehicles were prevalent? No. Like... I feel like it's probably um, changed as we've progressed, you know, as a people. Yeah. As technologies come around. It's... Especially if you're already going into the mindset that shapeshifter skinwalkers can take the shape of an animal. Mm -hmm. And then these animals will just randomly run in front of your vehicle and stop and look you dead in the eye. It's like... You already have this instilled into your... I suppose, so... Your culture, so it's like, man, I guess it's got to change with the times, too. That makes sense. It doesn't say that. I'm just assuming. And, okay, it is said that in addition to being able to shapeshift, the skinwalker is also able to control the creatures of the night, such as wolves and owls, and to make them do its bidding. Some are able to call upon the spirits of the dead and reanimate the corpses to attack their enemies. I swear. (laughs) Because of this, the Native Americans rarely ventured out alone. I mean, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) This art, it goes on and on. I didn't cover a ton just because they're all so thorough Mm -hmm. that I felt like we were definitely going to overlap when it came to certain things. But in January of 2020, the History Channel posted an article that said, How Skinwalker Ranch Became a Hotbed of Paranormal Activity. There's a, I'm, huh? A skinwalker ranch? Yeah, that's now run down and scary and spooky looking. It does look spooky. Maybe one day we'll go investigate. Probably not. I don't know. I'm kind of scared now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like that. And this is the history.com coming from the History Channel stuff. Says that some have called it a supernatural place. Others have deemed it cursed. Terry Sherman got so spooked by the happenings on his own on his new cattle ranch that 18 months after moving his family of four to the property now known by the name as Skinwalker Ranch he sold the 512 acre parcel away and that cannot be some a decision that you make lightly like mm-hmm. cuz that that's their livelihood yeah they weren't there long it says he and his wife Was shared 18 months? 18 months in the 18 months they shared their chilling experiences with a local reporter in june of 1996 they'd seen mysterious crop circles uh ufos and the systematic and repeated mutilation of their cattle okay in, that's messed up in oddly surgical and bodiless manners oh Okay. So it wasn't just an animal ripped it apart. It was strategic. Methodical one. Yes. Yeah. Within three months of the story's publication, Las Vegas real estate magnet and UFO enthusiast Robert Bigelow bought the property for $200,000. That's it? That's it. In 1996? Well, that still does not seem like much for 514 acres. Yeah. It, 512 give or take okay, well, <laughs> whatever whatever they maybe we just don't understand land but if there is also buildings on it that just does not seem like enough yeah it they go on and say that um you can't throw a rock in southern utah without hitting someone who's been abducted so that's like some people are <laughs> that's are kind of skeptical about this. Yeah, that's fair. Because they're like, were they lying about what they saw? Were they under some type of spell or collective delusion? And without evidence, because, you know, the bodies of the cattle are going to wither away or they're going to dispose of it, things like that, people had a hard time believing them. But they also believe they came in contact with skinwalkers as well. Okay. 
just because, and I'm not going to read this whole story, goes on and on, but one thing about the Skinwalkers that it's, reading it is kind of creepy, like it seems, I don't know, like, ooh, that's kind of spooky. Yeah. But what about videos of them? Uh, hmm. Okay. <laughs> so See, I there start- <laughs> would be video proof of the night hag if she didn't hold your body down. This is true. That very possible. Very yes. possible. I started looking up videos of these skinwalkers, mm-hmm. and the thing that they didn't describe, and maybe they do if I go on further, like I said, the article is very lengthy mm-hmm. and goes into great detail, but one of the things that skinwalkers do when they transform into animals is they can still mimic human sound. Oh. So uh. when you're out, you know, walking a trail in the woods and you hear someone scream or hear somebody yell, help me, and there's nobody around. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you you could see my face right now, Uh, I'm mad because I feel like I've seen... Yes, go no, on. No. <laughs> Are you questioning an encounter now? No, not an encounter, but I've seen a video of, oh, ugh, why? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sorry. They, it sounds like, I think, like a baby crying. Uh huh. But you just see this thing behind a building. Oh. I will show you. I don't think I'll play it on here. I'll pull up a video, a very short video, but I won't play the one I want to show you later where. You can hear a man screaming, help me. I mean, he's obviously distressed. And they zoom in on the field, just an open field. And there's a guy just standing like this, motionless. And that's where the sound's coming from. I, and he's not moving. Mm, my, and oh, you just hear, I, I jumped Sorry, too you know, my, my computer just decided to ding <laughs> in our ears. So if you weren't scared yet, I get ready. I hate so much. Here's, here's the worst of it. And this is just coming from other people um i saw a comment that said the farther away they sound the closer they are to you that makes me angry because (laughs) it's probably accurate i hate it so much i'll find one video here um (laughs) i feel like there's another one where i heard it's a video of like you just hear this blood curdling scream but Uh there's just nothing there i don't know Actually, the one of the guys standing in the field is shorter. So, do you want the guy in the field, or do you just want the show random me, just screen? Show me the guy in the field. I swear to God. <laughs> Here, I'm I can hold it close okay. to the speaker. Oh, what? Oh, it's moving. Oh, why did it start moving like that? What the heck? <laughs> oh, um, oh, God. Yeah. And there's another one. I'm wearing a blankie, y'all. I know. Well, mostly because it's cold in my house, but I also refuse to turn up the air. Now, that one, it did look like the shape of a human standing in the no, field, it really but it was did. very. And then it just did like a help me, it went. Yep, it, it wasn't. Forward. No. It was standing stark still, and then all of a sudden started jerking, jerking like robotically. Like if you've ever seen, I don't know why I have to make a, a reference to everything, but in the Great Mouse Detective, where he's trying to oh. like move the queen, uh huh, that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. It's at dusk, and the sun is behind them, and it's almost completely down, so you can't see any facial expression. Mm-mm. But they had to zoom pretty far in to get this guy just standing in a field. But it is, there's no mistaking that it's the outline of a person. Mm-hmm. No. At least the, from the shoulders up. The other video I was going to show you was a guy who they thought they had heard screaming, but there wasn't anything out there. And so he walked out to where he thought he heard the sound and was standing by the fence. Yeah. He's like, we saw something like leap 
over the fence, but we heard a human scream. So we were like, what the heck? Yeah. And he went out to investigate. And while he was describing it, it screamed so loud. And he goes, nope. And the camera just shuts off. <laughs> oh, my God. Because his friends didn't come out with him. He's like, I'm here by myself. My friends didn't want to come out. That's not. Are no. you out of your mind, dude? <laughs> no, thank you. That's a very quick synopsis of skinwalkers. And that's when I was reading it. I was like, this does not do it justice because you got to get into the. You have to actually hear it to believe it or see videos of animals acting super strange. Do I look mad? <laughs> you look disappointed. I am. Uh, but I just think so of all the times we sat in here and recorded and we hear just on your window. There's on my windows. Not There haven't been for a while. Knock on wood, you big idiot. Sorry. But that is Skinwalkers. Are you? You look so mad. I was going to say it like moaning Myrtle, but I'm distraught. (laughs) I did anyway. It doesn't matter. (sighs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I just. And now the cats are in a tizzy. Everyone's upset. I know. People went to the vet today. We've got. uh, We're fostering basically a cat right now. And no one's happy about it. Stop Stop your bickering, ladies. But we love her because she's so precious. She is. Anybody want a cat? Just kidding. I think we might have it figured. Well, I actually don't know. We'll get there. <sighs> I think that's it. I'm just, yeah, distraught is a good word, <laughs> I guess. I'll be honest, I'm uncomfy too because I have to drive home. <laughs> I have to stay here. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Yay, we're just both so... (laughs) I'm mad. So if you weren't scared of the dark because of all the ghosts we've told you about... Now you've got night hags and skinwalkers to worry about, Mm -hmm. so... It's just ringing in spooky season the right way. (sighs) I'm excited. And there were so many others I could cover. I was... I don't know. I was just really drawn to skinwalkers for some reason. I know. I wasn't like really taken by anything I was reading until I swear to God on a list, it made it seem like night terrors was a creature. Uh-huh. I said, God, that would be good. Mm-hmm. And then it led me to night hag. So still good. It was still good. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm sad. I have a lot of emotions <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> well, we can wrap it up and just go. Um, deal with these thoughts and feelings of these new creatures we've I discovered. Swear, I swear by the moon and the stars in the sky, I'll tell you what. Oh, goodness. Oh, hi. hi Cat sweet. friend is up here. Don't step on anything. She's so cute, though. Yep. All right, well, maybe we should wrap it up before the cats have a brawl in here. I know. Good Lord. Okay. Well, this wasn't our normal episode. We typically do ghost stories. I don't know why. If you're jumping in right now, it's been a whole year. You can (laughs) go back and listen to previous episodes. Right. Normally, we go to haunted places. We investigate them. And we give you guys the history and our experience of those haunted places. So this is a little bit different. It only happens every couple of months, every fifth Thursday. So if you like the twin tangents and you like the other stuff that we cover (laughs) and you want to keep coming back to it, First, you can find us on our website at or so they say pod.com. Every single time I have to I, pause <laughs> at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And all of our social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at or so they say pod. The cats have got me so distracted, but I love I know. that. <laughs> she has, hopefully, I can make it seamless, but she's already stopped the recording once. It's okay. She's fine because we love her. Indeed. Anyway. If you want to donate to what we do, if you like what we do and you want to hear more of it and you want to keep things going and keep things moving, one way to help is to donate. And you can do that one of two ways. First is through our Patreon. And our Patreon has extra content on there that no one else has access to. Mm hmm. It's got, just keep Louise. going, just keep going. It's got EVPs, it's got pictures, video recordings, and right now we have three tiers from a dollar all the way up to ten dollars. You're welcome to donate beyond that if you're feeling super generous. But any donation is going to give you access to all that extra content, so you could definitely check that out. But that is a monthly subscription. If you're not into that, 
you can do a one-time donation to our PayPal, and that is a link that you can find on our website because it's uh, lengthy. And if you want to support us in a different, more uh, tangible tangible way, I say it all <laughs> Sorry, the time. I came I back just it. in time. I had to go bust up a brawl. <laughs> I lost the word. If you want to support us in a more tangible way, you can check out our merch at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod, where we've got all sorts of stuff with our logo and catchphrases and all sorts of fun things in there. Admittedly, we are a little behind on some of these things as far as Patreon and merchandise goes. Please bear with us. I understand we say that a lot, but we are mm-hmm. humans with mm-hmm. mental health problems <laughs> well, no. and lives. And we've got a tiny disclaimer after all this, so I'll oh, go ahead. That's... I'll wrap it by saying if you have your own creepy stories, if you've encountered a skinwalker or Jesus H, or yeah, if you... I'm sorry, first of all, <laughs> or a night hag, if you've had sleep paralysis. If you've had a ghostly encounter of any kind, or just a spooky story in general, or you have some other unearthly creature that you'd like <laughs> to share with us, you can email us at or so they say pod at gmail.com. Tell us your stories, and we may share them here on the podcast every once in a while and share it with all of our other spooky loving friends. Yeah. And very last but not least, you can rate and review us wherever you're listening because that's what truly and honestly helps above everything else. Just giving us a quick five-star rating, hopefully, and a little description of what you like about the podcast helps get our name out there in an organic way and gets us new listeners. It gets us to new areas, new countries, new Mm -hmm. states. So if any, above all else, if you can rate and review, that would be much appreciated now okay i didn't know if you do the disclaimer now or another time but the sooner now's a bit let's break hearts sooner than better sooner than later oh man sooner rather than later yes Yes. now it's not the worst thing in the world no 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 we're still i mean depends on if you like us or not we're still going to be around so don't worry about that yeah we have talked about what we're going to be doing moving forward we still want to do the podcast, of course. We don't want to stop doing this. We keep apologizing for lack of Patreon content, for lack of updated mm-hmm. merchandise. It is because we are getting run ragged. <laughs> and yeah, it's just because of life. So I've started a new job. Mine mm-hmm. and Megan's schedules are darn near opposite at this point. Yes. So finding time to travel and to, to research and, and to record has been trying is a good word it's been mentally emotionally Mm -hmm. and timely trying and we don't want to stop what we're doing we don't want to go on a hiatus you know for fear of not never coming back which can definitely happen because we do enjoy doing this i don't want to step away so we're trying to find a workaround which we think we've done we yes with kelsey's job and my work is going to become increasingly more time consuming and difficult (laughs) in the next coming months. I already know just because of a really big change happening at my work, it's going to be incredibly time consuming and we're trying to plan ahead and what, what we're going to do moving forward. So what we've decided is we are going to continue to bring you spooky content. That is not going to stop. The heart of this podcast is to tell you about scary places and the experiences there and whether we think they're actually haunted or not. Now, the problem is traveling to those places isn't always on the table. Correct. And we also get stuck in being only being able to travel only a small distance relatively mm-hmm. we can't get out of the midwest is what we're trying to say yeah unless we have long chunks of time which is few and far in between mm-hmm. so we don't want to disappoint you and we don't want to stop doing this so we've decided that we're going to cover places that we necessarily have not been it's still going to be spooky places we're going to talk about why it's why people think it's haunted and if we can find personal experiences that people have shared then we will share those with you of course give credit where credit's due but they may not necessarily be our own we'll definitely try to at least once a month 
get you guys an actual place so we can dedicate an entire month of planning and just working around how traveling will work so we can bring you something but moving forward we're going to do our best to bring you the spookiest of places that we may not get to visit you know just anywhere yeah and now we can take you internationals so that's cool yeah it's it it will be a good chance for us to talk about places that we've really wanted to go but just have not had the opportunity mm-hmm. or may never get the opportunity to go mm-hmm. which is sad and scary but <laughs> that's nightmare all on its own so we hope that doesn't disappoint you guys too much it's still going to be scary stuff we're still going to be us and funny and <laughs> do what we always do so if you like that you can keep coming back it's still going to be here spooky stories are still going to be here the ghosts are still here yeah Yeah, I think that's everything. Okay, well, don't hate us too much. (laughs) We'll be back next week with a whole new episode, a whole new place. A listener episode. A listener's episode. Yes. (laughs) So that's it, I think, finally. Yeah. We're done? Yes. Okay, (laughs) let's wrap this up. (laughs) Okay, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Visit us at our website, or so they say pod.com, where you can donate to our Patreon or PayPal, check out our merch at redbubble.com, and find links to all our social media. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to leave us a glowing review. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.